Welcome to Digital CEO. I'm your host, Beck Sadik. I'm a network marketing top earner and total digital marketing nerd. I built my network marketing business to the top using proven social media strategies. And it is my passion to share these strategies with you, today's digital CEO. Tune in each week for social media tips, strategies, and interviews with top leaders. Together, let's up-level the way network marketers do business online. What's going on, everybody? Today, I'm diving into a really juicy topic with a really special guest. And what we're going to be talking about today is how to posture yourself, how to deal with the online anti-MLM trolls, which seem like they're kind of just everywhere right now. So we're going to dive into this in a second. And to do that, I have a really special guest today. My friend Elizabeth Benton is here with me and she is the host of the Primal Potential podcast, which is an unamazing podcast. If you haven't checked it out, you're definitely going to want to do that. She's also an author. Um, I think she's, you're working on your second book right now, right, Elizabeth? I am. I love it. So her first book is uh, Chasing Cupcakes. She's working on her second now. Maybe we'll be able to dive into that. So maybe she'll give you a sneak peek today. But Elizabeth, how's it going? It is going well. I cannot wait to just just rip into this with you. I love it. So all right, full disclosure, yesterday morning, I got like this fired up text from Elizabeth, right? So I, I what I didn't mention is that not only is Elizabeth, you know, the host of this amazing podcast and she's a coach and has this amazing business, but she also is in network marketing. And so she, I get this fired up text from her yesterday morning about, you know, the online trolls that we that we all come into contact with and they love to say things like most people lose money in direct sales. It's predatory, right? Sometimes you'll hear it's not a real business. So I get this fired up text from Elizabeth and she's like, I'm just mad. And I was like, oh girl, I'm mad too. Let's, let's podcast about it. Yeah. I was seriously like, who is going to just let me be mad and not try to like calm me down? Because in that moment, I just, I was level 10. I was just pissed off and I wanted to be pissed off. Yep. I'm with you. And you can, listen, you can always come to me with those kinds of rants because I'm here for it. But okay. So I've been absolutely noticing that it seems like it's everywhere lately, right? Like it seems like it's everywhere lately. And they've got a bunch of like catchphrases that they love to throw at you. And one of them is 95% of people in network marketing fail. So you recruiting people is predatory, right? Because you're essentially recruiting people into a model that's going to guarantee failure essentially. So what would you say to that? Elizabeth? I have like a million things I want to say. So like, don't let me go too far down one direction because I've like a, a hundred responses to this. <laughs> the first, my, the first thought that came to my mind was, I just want to know to this person who said that it was predatory and irresponsible because of that failure rate. Are you giving the same warning to people who try to lose weight? Because that has a ridiculous failure rate, if we want to call it that. Are you giving that warning to people who go into real estate investing or podcasting? Most podcasts fail. Most businesses fail. So I'm just, is that like your thing? Is that, is that what you do? Or is it just network marketing? Because the fact of the matter is, and we can talk about how misleading that 95% number is, but let's not limit ourselves to statistics that are misleading and reflect the fact that 
Most people quit everything, Mm. marriage, business, podcasting, starting a hobby, going to the gym. You talk to any gym owner about the percentage of their members who come consistently. It's staggeringly low, but we're not limited by that. And I remember last year around this time, we had just lost our daughter. And there were a few people who literally messaged me to say, I just wanted you to know that couples who lose a child have an 80% chance of divorce. And I was like, were you one of those people (laughs) that said, you know, like, hey, this is the thing? Because those numbers are true, but they don't define me. They don't limit me. And I hate the fact that anybody out there might allow themselves to be discouraged because of the lowest common denominator, because of statistics that are either straight wrong or at best very misleading or limit themselves because most people quit. Well, that doesn't have to be you. That doesn't have to be me. That statistic doesn't reflect me just like my real estate investing doesn't reflect the statistics, just like my weight loss doesn't reflect the statistics, just like my marriage doesn't reflect the statistics. So like, I'm sorry, you're limiting your life to somebody else's decision to quit, but what the hell does that have to do with me and the other people who want it? So, so good. So, okay. So I'm a hundred percent with you, right? Now you're a successful businesswoman, right? So you have, you have confidence when somebody comes at you with that. And I do too. Like, I'm like, come at me, bro. Right. But what would you say to somebody that like, they're scared, right? Like they're scared to put themselves out there because maybe this has happened to them once or twice, or maybe they see it happening to other people when they are on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So they're like, I don't really want to put myself out there because I don't know how to respond to that. And I don't want to be seen as like one of those predatory MLM people. Yeah. You know, it can be very intimidating. Absolutely. Even for me, and I'm, I'm very confident. I don't love that it's happening on my page. Like it doesn't, it's not certainly something I, I want to happen. I'm not looking for a fight, but I also think that we are uniquely positioned, especially in the year 2021 to take this on because this is not just an issue of misinformation, keeping people from an income opportunity. Misinformation is keeping people from everything right now because we live in a world where any keyboard warrior can put forth any data and any individual or organization can put out flawed statistics. And so my thing is, you know, I'm just personally really passionate about dispelling misinformation. Mm. And I really don't care if it's about marriage or money or business or anything It worries me that people take what they read and perceive to be true as truth. If you are coming up against this kind of thing, this individual yesterday that I texted you about told me my post was predatory, told me it was irresponsible, all these things. Let's talk about that number, right? You said 95% in her message to me. She said 99%. Educate yourself if you are coming up against this stuff. My first question, if I'm having a conversation would be, so how much do you know about the research that was done here? Okay, because my first question is, and I know the answer, and that's why you you gotta do your homework, especially if you wanna be successful in anything. Did they include people 
who quit without ever starting, who never did anything, you know, like, did they include in that number people who just never started? Because they do, right? They do include that number. And that's not representative. That's like talking about a gym success rate, if they're including people that never walked in the door, right? That's just, that's just ridiculous. And then this is something you and I were messaging about yesterday. Do they include people who joined network marketing, not to make money, but to have access to great products or get a discount on great products, right? Like, do do they include that? Because they do, they include those people, but they were never there to make money. So how can we call that a failure? How are they defining failure? When people come at you with these things, they're not well-informed, but we can be well-informed and we don't need to know everything about everything. Those are just a couple of things. When they say that it specifically is predatory against women, my thing is, could it be that actually it's not predatory and it's not targeting women, that the opportunity appeals to women more because disproportionately network marketing companies are products like makeup or essential oils or jewelry or, you know, any like skincare, hmm, just common sense. Like, does that maybe appeal more to women? It's got nothing to do with, could it be that the flexibility appeals to women that the, the networking part of it appeals more to women than it does to men? Could it be that? Because in a matter of, I don't know, a minute, you've just totally eliminated their argument. But it just requires that you not be emotional in, you know, or embarrassed or ashamed and you be informed. We have a responsibility as business owners to be informed. And if you are somebody, this is where like my New England tough love thing comes, comes into play. If you're somebody who says, I just don't know how to respond to those things, we'll fix that. That's your responsibility. You are in business. Nobody feels bad for you because you're not equipped to respond to something any more than if you owned a restaurant and somebody said, your pizza is more expensive than everybody else's pizza. And you were like, I don't know what to say when people say that. That's your problem. And you can fix it. As a business owner, you've got to know how to respond to those things because you've got to be confident. So true. And it's also about like, being like on the flip side too, like presenting yourself as somebody who's proud to be a part of this industry, because for every negative troll that there is out there, there's, I think five times as many people that absolutely love this industry and they love it for different reasons, as you said, right? Like I, you know, I've been in this industry for 10 years and I've heard everything when somebody joins my team, right? Some people will say to me, I'm just joining for the community because I need more positivity in my life, right? That person's not looking to make any money. So they're thrown into that 95 or 99% fail rate or whatever, right? Then there's some people that are like, I don't want to be pressured to build a business. I just want to get my products for free, right? They're thrown into that too. So I think it's really important too that, you know, as network marketers, right, whether that's your main gig or not, right? Like for me, it is my main source of income. For you, Elizabeth, it's not, right? Mm -hmm. But you can still be proud to be a part of it and you can still be proud that you're partnered with it and you can still stand up for what the industry is about. And one of the things, you know, and I said this to to this woman, 
I am okay with it not being for you or you not being interested because there was a time in my life where it wasn't for me and I wasn't interested, but we can communicate that without falsifying the facts, right? If you, and it was so funny because she responded to a post that was about so much. And one of the things was about having multiple streams of income. And one of my multiple streams of income is network marketing. If you don't like that, that's cool. That's absolutely cool. And even if you feel the need to warn people against it, that's cool too. But here we deal with honesty. And I'll be honest, like the the 95%, the 99%, those numbers are so skewed. I mean, if I can't remove all of the people that shouldn't be lumped into that and come up with an accurate number. But even if it was a 99% fail rate, That doesn't mean that I can't be one of the 1% and you can't be one of the 1%. And I'm not intimidated by people who give up. I'm just not. Just like, you know, if we look at podcasting statistics, something like 80% of people who start a podcast don't put out more than like 14 episodes and they haven't been active in the last three months or whatever. That has nothing to do with me. That has no limitation on what I can do. And I feel the same way about network marketing. I don't care if 99.9% of people fail. If the resources are available for the 0.1 to succeed, I'm totally going to go for it because I'm not limiting my life by really poor performers. (laughs) I mean, mic drop, right? Like, You're so right, Elizabeth, because when I really look back, like on my life thus far, there's nothing big that I've ever wanted to do where the statistics weren't against me. Yeah, nothing, nothing. There's nothing worthwhile, in my opinion, where the statistics aren't against you. Yeah. I mean, it's so I, I completely agree with you, whether it is real estate or it's podcasting or it's business or it's marriage or any anything else. Everything says, if I look at other people's averages, that I won't be successful. But I want to tell people, don't be limited by that. Don't even factor it in. If you can say, honestly, do tools and resources exist to support me? And am I willing to do the work? And you answer yes to both of those, then do it. Whether the odds are for you or against you, That's just data and data when it comes to this stuff is looking at other people, which just doesn't limit us. And it drives me absolutely crazy that people believe that it can or it should. And, you know, one of the things that, that somebody brought up on this whole thread of, you know, 95, 99% was, I bet that thread was crazy. I turned off comments because I was like, I have other stuff to do and I just don't want this to suck me in all day. Yeah. But one of the things was you're never going to make more than the person who brought you in. And I was like, A, not only is that wrong, but let me tell you where that's right. You know where that's 100% true? In my traditional business. I'm, nobody ever knocks my business model with my primary business primal potential, right? Like I have courses, 
I'm an author, I'm a podcaster, I have affiliate relationships. Never ever will I hire someone who makes more than me. Never ever, right? Like it's just not going to happen. Nobody criticizes that. Nobody calls you predatory for that. Yeah, right? Like, oh, how dare you, Elizabeth? There's no way that you bring anybody in who can do as well as you. You're right, because it's my business. But in network marketing, that's actually not true. That's actually not true. Like, you can make more than whoever is above you or, or, you know, multiple people above you or not. When people say that, I have to laugh because, like, I think about my, my good friend's plumbing company. He owns the company. He has administrators. He has plumbers. He has financial people all on his payroll. Never, ever, ever will they make more than him as the owner. It's just sure. not going to happen. And yet people say that of network marketing, A, as if it's bad. It's not. But B, it's not true of network marketing. It's, it just yeah. blows my mind. No, you're, you're spot on. And I love that you just said that, right? Because we're so quick to judge the network marketing business model, but you're right. We have absolutely no problem with the fact that most people who enter into some large corporation have very, very like the statistics are against them to become the CEO, right? Yeah. The statistics are against them to become one of the highest ranking officers in that company. And nobody's mad that the CEO makes more than the director's. No, nobody's mad about that. Nobody feels that that's predatory. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. Okay, so a couple more questions on this topic that I want to talk about with you. Okay. Do you ever get responses from people when they're interested in your product, let's say, because you have a high quality product to offer? And by the way, network marketing companies have some of the best products that exist, right? Across the boards, right? So have you ever been like, had somebody that's totally interested and then they're like, Hey, sorry, Elizabeth, I was interested until I saw it was an MLM. I have had people that say that. And, and I'll be honest, my personal response to that is sorry to hear that (laughs) you're missing out. You know, like I absolutely could. And if it were my husband, he would totally go like head to head. But for me, like, I'm just not going to give my time to that, like, if you're that close-minded, eh, I don't really want to do business with you anyway. But it's just, I think of network marketing in a way that was new to me when I processed it this way. I feel like we're all in network marketing. We just aren't all getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you suggest the landscaper who just did the area around your pool and you recommend him to me, that is network marketing. But that landscaper is not giving you a cut. You're not getting paid for it. If I tell you, hey, when you come up to the Cape, because my pool is going to be done before yours, you need to go. No, it's not. (laughs) You need to go to this burger place. That is network marketing. You are in my network and I am making a recommendation or a referral to you. But the burger place doesn't pay me. So the notion that that business model somehow invalidates the products because it compensates people who refer is just uneducated and I can't educate everybody. That's just a function of 
like you said, network marketing isn't my primary stream of income. So I don't fight those battles. But if I wanted to, I would just be like, do you realize that this is something we all do anyway? And we're just not getting paid for it. You know, I would have that conversation. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I don't fight those battles either, to be honest with you. Like, that's not worth my time. Yeah. To fight those battles. But, you know, I do think, you know, especially people that are newer to network marketing, it can be a big blow to them, right? When they're like really excited to share with somebody maybe in their life that they care about. And they're like, oh, yeah, I don't do MLM, right? So I think either way works. Like, don't fight that battle. Or have that conversation and see if yeah. maybe you can have an honest, open conversation where you can find out what it is that gave them that co- idea that they shouldn't buy from MLM. And maybe maybe you can change their mind. I don't know. I don't personally well, think it's worth it. One of the things that I think helps me not have to have that conversation is that I very much lead with the fact that I was skeptical and why and how that changed when I talk about my multiple streams of income, right? Like I talk about why I didn't think it was for me, how I misunderstood it, what I learned. And so people have heard that from me. So I think they're not as quick to be like, oh, cause they've heard that story. But if you haven't had that conversation with a person, maybe that's an opportunity. If you initially had reservations or doubts to be very open about like, you know what? I felt a little weird about it too. Here's what kind of shifted my perspective. And then if that doesn't land with them, move on. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So last question, right? This is another big one that I hear all the time that I think really trips people up. And I think that this is a really good question for you, Elizabeth, as somebody who is a successful business owner, you have other businesses, right? And one of the things that I know throws people off often is oh, it's network marketing. You don't have a real business. Mm. Have you heard that one? I, I absolutely have. And, and I think I understand where it's coming from because one of my initial reservations before I got started in network marketing was I felt like it was similar to building a house on rented land. Sure. And what I meant when I was feeling that was I don't control what products are launched or how they're positioned. I don't control the back end business. And I saw that as a negative because in my primary business, I control it all, right? The products I come out with, how I position them, how I price them, all of that. And I love that, but there's pros and cons to both, right? In my primary business, I take on all the responsibility for customer service, for legal, for compliance, for for all of it. In network marketing, they do 95% of the heavy lifting for me. They do fulfillment. They do customer service. They do product development. They do all of that. And I see that as a huge advantage. So it's a different kind of business, but it's very much a business in that I have entirely more control over my income and my growth than if I were to say, work for a a company as a W-2 employee. I have a lot more control. I have a lot more autonomy. I control when I work and when I don't. 
And honestly, it's kind of like semantics. Okay. What yeah. do you want to call it? Cause I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. if you don't want to call it a business, I don't care what you call it. Call it like a greenhorn. I, I don't care what you call it. Just make up a word. It totally like, why is that a hang up? You know? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And, and you know what the, the reality is, is that you don't own your own business, right? Like you are a 1099 independent contractor, which is fine, by the way. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, there's nothing like that's why wrong it's with kind that. of like, you know, if, if you're a subcontractor and you're 1099 with 14 different agencies to do graphic design and you want to say that's not a business, whatever. Okay. Or if you want to say it is a business. I call it money. I call it income. I call it options. I call it earning potential. I call it door opener. I call it expanding my portfolio. I don't care what the hell you call it. Yeah. You call it whatever you want. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And the other thing too, is like, we, we kind of came into MLM network marketing oppositely. Is that even a word? No, but that's okay. I know what you mean. Cause I could say what I want, that's um, right. but I, that I never had a business. Mm-hmm. before network marketing. And now I do right now I have multiple streams of income. Right. So for me, network marketing was my entrepreneur training wheels. Yeah. And I think that that's what it is for a lot of people. Absolutely. And I think that's an amazing thing. You can build a network marketing company in most cases, much faster than a traditional business, right? You will spend far less to build a network marketing company than you will a traditional business in 99.9% of cases. Like they're, they're different, they're similar, but who cares? Why are you here? Are you here for an additional stream of income? We can agree that it's that. So is that enough? Right. Right. And that's, I think that's the beauty of it, right? Is like somebody like me who came into this 10 years ago with zero experience could figure it out and build a stream of income. And somebody like you with lots of business experience could say, okay, this is something else I could take on because I don't have to handle all of the things that I have to handle in my other businesses. Exactly. Which is what makes it possible, not only for me as a business owner who doesn't have time to do the A to Z stuff that I have to do in my regular business, but it also makes it possible for the, the mom with four kids or the person with no business experience, like it is so much more accessible because there's a corporate entity behind it. Exactly. Exactly. So we're having this conversation today, first of all, because we're fired up about it, but mm-hmm. also because I know that this is a topic that holds people back, yeah. right? People are scared to put themselves out there because of people that come in with these uneducated statements, essentially. And it is everywhere right now. So my hope is that today's podcast, right, helps you have confidence in stepping forward and stepping into being proud of what it is that you do, right? And maybe being able to answer some of those tough questions that come at you, because I don't think it's avoidable. I don't think that you can step into this industry and completely avoid the, is it a pyramid scheme? It's not a real business. It's predatory. Most people fail, right? Like we can't avoid it. So I feel like having the tools in our toolbox to be able to answer those objections, right. And, and really lead with actual facts, not fake facts that are floating around Reddit and the internet and you know, all these other places is, is really important. So I want to thank you for having this conversation with me today. I don't think there's anyone better to have it. (laughs) Well, thank you. And, and I hope that 
in addition to people really feeling that confidence to get started, that no matter what area of life we're talking about, that we can all decide to have a little bit more confidence because we don't have to be limited by any statistic. Because like you said, most of them won't be in our favor. And I don't want anybody to continue feeling discouraged or like their dreams or goals are less than achievable because of other people's either bad data or failure to launch. It doesn't limit you. So good. So good. So you guys, one of the reasons why I even started a podcast was because I was inspired by this amazing woman who has an amazing podcast. So where can people find you, Elizabeth? The podcast is called Primal Potential. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. On Instagram, I'm at Elizabeth Benton, or you can check out my website at primalpotential.com. Okay, awesome. And you've got a new book coming out. Can you give us a sneak peek? Yeah, in the fall, hopefully. So I started writing this book about two weeks after our daughter died. And initially wasn't meant to be a book. It was notes to myself to work through hard moments, moments of anything as benign as low energy to moments of of extreme doubt to moments of extreme pain. And so it's a collection of tools and perspectives for tough times, whether they're financial tough times because COVID hit the same week that our daughter died and that had a huge impact on my business or it's personal tough times, relationship, grief, depression, or just like being in a funk and not wanting to do your workout. It's just a collection of tools and perspectives for all those times. I love that. I cannot wait. That's exciting. All right. Well, uh, thank you again. This was an awesome discussion and I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye.